Hi y'all, this is Amok, Madam Hexa, and Caitlin Case, and this is Trouble Comes in Three. This podcast discusses scandalous topics like communication and sexual health, along with kink, leather, and ethical non-monogamy. If you're under 18, please leave us and check out scarletteen.com. For those over 18, welcome and let's get naughty. So, how's everyone this week? <laughs> it's a week. It's a week, but you know, we have those. It's fine. Yes. Uh, COVID is still running rampant. Mm-hmm. 15,000 plus cases. So yes. much fun. Yes. Um, so this is our little weekly retreat from reality. Right. <laughs> <laughs> a little getaway. A little getaway. Um, all right. What's tonight's podcast topic? Service. With a capital S. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. And not just because I'm German and we capitalize the proper nouns. There's a lot of capitalization in German. <laughs> there is a lot of capitalization but in German. But Dienst and Verdienkung would both be capitalized because they're nouns. But, um, yes, service with a capital S. What is it? What does it mean to us? How is it a thing in the uh, leather and BDSM community? And maybe some poor examples. I don't know. Let's see where the night goes. We've got a whole bottle of bubbles. Let's go. All okay. right. Why are we looking at me? I feel like I always go first now. Well, I also like the fact that every time we look at her and we both do it, she like, goes, why is everyone looking at me? Because it's your turn to talk. Also because <laughs> are you or are you not a service-oriented individual? Self-proclaimed. I am. I am a self-proclaimed, and hopefully other people proclaim it too, okay. a service-oriented submissive. So what does that mean? So for me, that means that... One of the things I enjoy greatly, um, especially if you look into like the five love languages, broken down into like the love languages that you give and the love languages that you receive best. Um, But my giving language is acts of service. And so it's how I show people I love them, whether it's in a romantic way or a non-romantic way. How do you define acts of service in this context? In this. For people that haven't done that whole book workshop thing where Um, you find your love languages and all that. So it's. It's kind of in line with service, like service as a whole for me. I do it very much so in a similar way. And so it's being able to do things that help the other individual. And so for me, I love a lot of domestic service. So I'll help clean, I'll help tidy up. Um, The way I define service for myself is it's anything that I can do for my partner to make their job, life, day, week easier on them. So it's being able to take something off their plate that needed to be done anyways that is helpful to them and that is wanted. Like a helpful action? Yes. Okay. Because so, we want to try not to define the word with the word. Yeah. Right. So that's what we're trying to <laughs> Yeah. Like, it's hard. It's hard, but... So yeah. one of my... I'm also an acts of service person and I am a quality time person. Mm-hmm. Those are the ways that I most often give love and receive love. And for me, it's cooking. Okay, yeah. Cooking is one of, we, we joke that cooking is my love language. Right. Mm-hmm. Because it's an act of service. I'm doing something. It's going to nourish the people mm-hmm. that I care about. There's time and energy that goes into it. Um, and especially if I can do it for, like, we're having a family event. Right. I'll do the cooking so my partners can do other things that... Right are needed for, you know, the get-together. Right. Mm-hmm. If you're hosting, they can worry about greeting guests mm-hmm. or just relax. Mm-hmm. Is also nice. Sure. I'm also a service-oriented submissive. I'm very, very service-oriented. Um, and mine is, I do do domestic service. Uh, like, every time I go up and I spend a weekend with my guys, mm-hmm. I help my alpha clean the house top to bottom and things like that. Um, but for me, that service is also more focused on helping them out in public spaces. Mm -hmm. Right. So if they need something and it's in the room, I am the gopher that goes and gets it and comes back. Mm -hmm. Or if we have a schedule of things we have to get to, I'm the one that kind of keeps an eye on the time and helps like, hey, we have to move along along from this conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, Things like that. Very helpful. Very helpful. (laughs) It is because... Sometimes our alpha get into a conversation, and it's a great conversation, but we have a time commitment, and they do not like to be late. Like, that is a, not a thing. Well, sure, and also sometimes it's, it's, it's difficult sometimes to recuse yourself from a mm-hmm. conversation or a situation, so having that intervention, yeah. personally speaking, uh, is very, very helpful, and we're always very grateful for the interruption. And I work as, like, a service pup sometimes, too. <laughs> right. Emotionally, if, 
if they're stressed out or, you know, we're in a space and they need some just quiet grounding. Right. You kind of provide that barrier. Then. Yeah. Because so I'm between the two. Right. I'm between the two. Like, Alpha's extremely extroverted. Mm-hmm. Anyone who listened to our Pride live cast yes. got that. Yes. Uh, but my Alpha, or my Sir, is very quiet and introverted. So I can be that kind of in-between, depending on the space that we're in for that. Sure, yeah. And that's part of the service that I provide mm-hmm. for them. That duality. Yeah. Um, I also do service topping, which we'll talk about a little bit more later. Yes, but we'll get to that. That's with people who I'm not in a dynamic with necessarily. Mm-hmm. Right. You have to tell me your snoot. Oh, I was just going to say one of my favorite acts of services to like give is handling calendars. You like calendars? I you like the like whole cal- paperwork? I, like, secretary I like being like secretary. I love paperwork. I love being a secretary. I love being furniture. Basically anything that can make me useful, I am down for. I want to be... It sounds kind of silly, but I just want to be there for my partner in any of their needs. You want to be like, used, but not misused yes. or abused. Yes. Yeah? Uh, mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Somebody said to me one time, people want to be used. People yes. want to be useful. It's when you misuse them or abuse them that's when you have the problem. Mm-hmm. I regularly am like, girl is useful. Girl is useful. Same. Right. I was like, I, I think even earlier today, I was like, I was useful. Oh, yeah. What did we do? We were talking about, I was like, we could do melt teas. Oh, right. Like, when I was yeah, like, I was what do I want? <laughs> want some, a snack? And she's like, but then we took a nap instead. Yeah, that was also fun. really fabulous. Well, it's really rainy outside. Let's, so. let's talk a little bit about since we're talking about usefulness, how does the desire for usefulness or utility itself play into service from like the S side? Let's talk about that just a little bit and then we can kind of expound upon that to like the wider community maybe. Sound good? Yeah. Who wants to yeah. go first? Not it. No. <laughs> she told you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, well, that's the madam. Is that the service That's <laughs> madam Caitlin <laughs> showing her side. That's the service top. That's we'll talk service. about that later. Yeah. Uh, um, yes, yeah, so why don't we kick that off? What was the question? I got distracted. Utility, <laughs> utility, fe- feeling the need, like being useful. Like, how does that relate to service itself? Are they the same thing? Are they, so, you know, are they twins? For, or what? for me, I've always been very nurturing in, in the way I interact with people. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was in college, I was the sorority president, and then my Nickname was Mama Bear. I was gonna say I didn't want to say Mom Friend because it sometimes has like a no crap Mom Friend over crap um, what do you call connotation to it. But no, I was I was the Mama Bear. Like Mama bear. I was the one where you know we're having a house party. There was quite a bit of drinking going on. I would drink, but I would make sure that I was staying sober to make sure enough else. that you know I was taking care of all of the girls who were under me. Right. Um. In my relationships with other people. The same kind of thing. Like, I enjoy taking care of my partners and helping them with different things. Um, unfortunately, it has the opposite problem sometimes of I will let myself get walked all over. Girl, if same. I really, If I really, really care about my partner, I turn a bl- blind eye to what looking back or anyone looking in is like oh that's a giant red flag that's not a red flag that's a red semi truck screaming <laughs> down the lane at you. right um but i was being useful and like i'll i'll check it up too oh it's this or it's that um so i end up getting into or i have a i've had a history of getting into situations where it might have started out with a healthy balance like a healthy imbalance of power exchange mm-hmm. between my partners but it would turn very negative. Right. Misuse, as we said. Yeah. The misuse and into abuse. Right. Um, luckily, I've had support and I've had people who took care of me and helped me get out of the situation. And I have an Amer- amazing therapist. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to her. Uh, who has helped me kind of come to grips with like these things that happened that were... I would look, if it was any of us or any of you guys... I would be like, oh, no, absolutely, that's ridiculous. But I'm like, oh, but it's... When you're in it, it's different. Yeah. Even looking back sometimes, I was like, well, it wasn't really. She helped me through it. And she also has done a lot to help me identify that I can be nurturing and I can be of service without being a doormat. Yes. That's a big one. And for me, uh, I caught on to that and caught myself on that fairly quickly um into my journey but what I didn't catch on to was I can't pour from an empty cup 
can't go and that I cut. can't be of service if I'm not taking care of myself, which was still is one of the hardest things I am learning. Yep. Because um, I have a habit to put everyone else first because <laughs> I've always... <laughs> Sorry, service animal alert. Um, I've always... I know that's him yelling at me for it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I've always been that person to put others before myself, even as like a kid. Um, it's how I was raised, that others always come first. You eat last if there's anything left. Right. Um, and so I got in the habit of just not eating. That's why you snack in the kitchen while you're cooking. That way. Right. <laughs> I'm sampling my... it. I'm, 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 I'm. Yeah. So um, that's one of the things that I think is really important, especially for service-oriented people, is you have to remember that taking care of yourself is a service to whoever you want to serve. You can definitely you can get carried away with it, like you both said. You can. Alpha regularly tells me, because I will get wound up if we're trying to get something done and it's not working and I'm like, no, I have to get this done. Mm -hmm. He always tells me to uh, secure my oxygen mask before I secure anyone else's oxygen mask. Right. Yep. And, pro and protect my property as it were. Yep. Yep. That's what I, I, I my slave has that. He's more, uh, because I have a compulsive disorder. So I tend to fixate and dig deep and get trapped in like a hamster wheel. Um, usually I'm very good at managing it because I'm like, I don't have time for this and I can kind of snap myself out of it. Um, but part of his service to me is to do what your alpha does for you and just say, ma'am, why don't you let me do that? How can I intervene? And oftentimes he kind of just intervenes in a very much an actual service dog way where he'll just lean or just like, he's not really supposed to touch me, but in cases like that, he's allowed to like kind of snap me out of it where he can like touch my arm and it kind of reminds me like, oh, hey. <laughs> Am I spiraling? As I've taken everything out of the pantry and cabinets like four times in a row, put them in the exact same spot again. Uh, yes. So it's it's about that intervention, even if uh, from either side of the of the slash. There was a time we were um, camping, and it was a community event, mm -hmm. and we were our little group of of campers. I was cooking for them, and somehow this turned into like. 20 people people just coming for free food other people who are in the group we were joking about bacon being currency mm. yeah and so people were like bringing bacon right and most of the people there were exceptionally respectful right about the would situation would you mind to cook this bacon that i brought you can have some like, kind of they would donate you know we brought two dozen eggs we brought right, right. this which was awesome because these were you know it's community mm -hmm. yeah they you know it's we just make a bigger yeah, yeah yeah made a bigger campsite I cooked seven pounds of bacon or ten pounds of bacon, a something like pig. that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes, I cooked a whole pig worth of bacon. <laughs> and I'm not thinking about how many times people had been served or who was coming up because it was or if me. Or you drank any water while over that hot grill? Uh, no, Chessie was there. I've got, no, Chessie wasn't there that time. Normally, Chessie makes sure we have did water. water yeah. But I did have water. I was cooking. Um... A friend of ours, Phoenix Rose, was there as well. She was the same thing. We were being of service. We were cooking for our family and also for... Kind of tag teaming the community. Yeah. Um, and we're going along. I've been cooking just bacon for like two hours straight. It's a bacon. It was. There was also like 20 people. Right, right. Uh, and bacon goes really fast. So at one point, Alpha had to walk up to me and say girl, you have to stop and eat food. And I was like, no, 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 it's fine. Like I need, to... and they were like, no, because there was an individual at the campsite who had decided to come up and try to get thirds when oh. Phoenix and I hadn't even had the first round. Yet. Our, our food. We've been cooking for over two hours. No, you don't take your and... next plate till you've already, everyone has had something. Yeah. So, uh, they were like, absolutely not. And, uh, he made me, and I was like, but I had gotten to that point where I had cooked so much. I, the thought of actually eating anything. Well, I've had to smell bacon now for mm -hmm. two hours. I'm on just the grill. so. I, don't eat I it. love bacon, but I was I was not hungry, yeah. which I, have, I do quite often. And he's like, I don't care if you sit here and push that food around your plate for 15 minutes. You're taking a 15 minute break and eating. Okay. And I was like, okay, but it was that you know, I'm so focused on helping other providing people. a good service and helping these other people that my alpha definitely has had to step in and be yeah. like. And, and I think in that example, part of it is your desire yeah. to be a service. And part of it also is because you're a reflection of your dominance, yeah. mm -hmm. you don't want to be 
possibly misconstrued as providing bad service mm-hmm. or not being helpful because yeah. it reflects on them. So there's exactly. like that, that double whammy for this, this guilt feeling a little bit, I think, to continue when you should probably just take a break. All of my service, whether it's community public service or non-lifestyle community service or anything like that, everything I do is a reflection of my family. Right. And I never want it to look back that my family has people who are lazy or who don't keep their commitments. Right, right. What you got on your shade? No, I was actually, you you it, I was going to say the same thing and that it comes to the point where sometimes you get so caught up in providing service that you don't want to be seen as you aren't willing to help, the, right. especially on a community standpoint. So. Do you ever have, with your experiences on overdoing it sometimes in your helpfulness, both of you, there's questions oh, for both of you. Have you ever found that when you realize that you need to step back for a minute, even if it's just, you know, like your 15 minutes of baking cooking or whether it's, oh, for this this portion of this event or convention, I, I can't work during these hours because I'm either mandated to rest or I've realized I need to rest. Have you noticed that because you're normally so balls deep that uh, has anyone ever kind of been like, well, why aren't you being helpful now? Has anyone ever kind of pushed back on you for um, not being helpful in that case? For me, not necessarily in a negative way. I am pretty much, even when I'm not supposed to be working, I end up working. My first event I ever went to, I ended up working in the right, dungeon. But that's the problem I'm talking um, about, right? Yeah, that's... but so the thing is, that's always kind of been on note with me. I was specifically told that I could not volunteer at FPE because I was teaching. Right. But and that's, for me, yeah. I felt very guilty about that because I felt like there was so much I could be doing to help. But at the same time, I also taught my classes, went to a few other classes, and then sat in my room and didn't go to the dungeon either night because I was so, like, overwhelmed. Ooh, and I, did get a, I didn't get any negative commentary necessarily, um, but I did get a lot of people being like, hey, where are you? We saw you earlier. Or, hey, I want to talk to you more about this class. I'm like, cool, can we schedule sometime tomorrow? Right. I, um, I ask because I find that sometimes when you, when you start setting boundaries, healthy boundaries for yourself, that people that maybe weren't misusing you but were working towards that mm-hmm. you know kind of almost grooming you well, for misuse push back yeah i <laughs> i have had uh certain individuals just assume that i will do whatever they need that, yep, mm-hmm. see, that's because yeah. i'm an s type so i have had that yeah <laughs> we'll, 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 let's touch on that point specifically yeah. actually run yeah. with that so um i've had people who just assume that i am free to do whatever Uh, particularly because, you know, they might know me or they might know my family. Um, And my immediate response, sir taught me very well, very early on, is if it's something that I can do and I have time to do and I have spoons to do, I can do it. If they have told me to rest or I need to rest so that I am able to be of service later, to just say, oh, I'm sorry, will you please talk to my sir first? Right. If Sir says I can go do the thing, that normally shuts it down. If people are just being like, "Oh, well, you're an S type, I can use you," because they don't want to go to my Sir and be like, "Oh, well, I asked your girl to do this thing." Right, and they'll be like, "Why did you?" Right. Why am I the second person too? <laughs> so I tell, I tend to just, and that's, please ask my Sir. Right. That's how that works. Yeah. It's like kindergarten, right? Like. If it's not yours, don't touch it. Don't touch it. Don't t- don't take off with it. It's not yours. You have to ask who it belongs to. Period. And I have quite a bit of leeway, especially at events, because I'm You're generally on staff, right? Like right. either core staff or lead staff, or I'm teaching. Yeah, but if you're just at like a social or something, right. someone's like, "Hey, go get me a drink." <laughs> First off, no. Have you spoken to my sir? He's right over <laughs> He's there. Right there. Uh, sir, will you handle this uh, ass wipe for me? <laughs> uh, well, that might be what's in my head. That's and what I, the I, translation my sir is hearing. It's it normally, is. sir, so-and-so would like me to do this thing for them. Do I have time for that at the moment? And we sir, then... When we're here, no, girl, you do not. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But I'm sorry. sometimes, and sometimes sir is like, yes, please go do that thing. And I'm like, sure. Okay, I'll go do the thing. But it's... It's the respect of it. That's like the secret code language that yes. you have in Dynamics, right? Like when, yeah. I, when I ask my slave, I'm like, and I'm in a conversation that I'm like, would like to recuse myself. I'm, it doesn't sound like it, but I'm actually very introverted and, and I can do people fast, hard, and then get out. Um, so I'm 
He's in the process of being trained to recuse me from these conversations. Mm-hmm. We have hand signals for that. Yeah, I need I need something because I we Chow usually it's like usually it's like ones. oh um you know don't we need to be somewhere what what's on the calendar and he'll be like no and I'm like ah oh, no. <laughs> now they know I'm trying to leave and now uh, oh no and I have to continue apologize and continue and yeah. a hilarious um foobar. Of trying to make sure the amok did not do too much. Okay. This is before I was with my sir and Alpha. Okay. Um, we were just friends. We were spending time together, right. getting to know each other. Right. Before uh, the McFlurry delivery? Before the... Or Blizzard. Yeah. One of the things that, for me, I think is being of service, especially on, like, a community base, is a safety net for me. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why I can't... I haven't just gone to an event. Um, because even last year, Women of Drummer, I went to just go to the event... And I ended up running the kitchen for uh, two days. Um, I don't know what to do with my hands. Yes. And so for me, I... Put a cup in one and a snack in the other. What else can I tell you? I am am also... I I feel like I hit more of like the ambrovert um, side of things. But I definitely lean more introvert. And so I have a really hard time integrating myself or feeling comfortable in social situations. Uh, well, it's also just social anxiety, but right, that's uh, that's a whole different breed. But I also just I need time alone. I like I like to observe people who not necessarily be involved. But for me, my first event ever, I went alone to. Um, it was FetCon, which is a huge it's a event, big event, and I was really out of my league. Right, it's uh, a big event, and, and it's not and it's industry, like it's, it's yeah. industry, not lifestyle. Yeah. yeah, and so I ended up just sitting in the dungeon for most of the time because the one person I knew at the event was DMing. Um, and I was having a really hard time. I was like, no, I'm just going to go home. I was like, I don't know. I paid a hundred dollars for this ticket. I'm, I'm gonna not be just here, going to go home. Um, and so I ended up just trying to see like helping stuff out. So like I was picking up the empty cups that got left around like the aftercare area and things like that. Um, and it turned into by the end of the weekend, I was just helping load the trailer um, and in heels. Uh, <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's a fetish convention, so you better wear heels. Yes. Uh, and so, but for me, it's one of those things where since then, I have found my comfort spot in large gatherings like that when I get uncomfortable. I just find something to do okay. um, to help out. And for me, it's a, I don't want to say it's a bad thing, but it could probably be better because it is one of those things where... I get nervous, I get uncomfortable, I don't know what to do with my hands, and so I just start doing the things that people need. So that's more about, I think, in my non-professional opinion, is kind of handling the social anxiety aspect of it. Yeah, I'm being of use, therefore I'm not a burden for being in the space. Right. Because you feel like you don't belong in the space? Yeah. That is a whole different basket (laughs) of apples we're going to hit you over the head with later. falls into power exchanges and stuff like that too because I have a really hard time sometimes being like do you, I don't do you think that was because you were unpartnered at the time um no because it happens when I am partnered too it's the I'm not actively doing something I'm not being useful I'm not doing enough for this relationship we're gonna revisit that you have a snoot I, I do mean, have we're a gonna snoot. touch on your I'm not doing something at this moment so I'm not useful but go ahead <laughs> um so for me I I'm very service oriented all the time, even at work. Same. I tend to be like, oh, I can get that scheduled. I can do that thing. My boss will be like, no, no, no. So-and-so can handle that on their own. Not because I can't do it, but because I tend to be like, oh, well, I have those skill sets mm-hmm. because of my previous job. So I can get it done twice as quick as that other person. And he's like, but that's not your job anymore. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I'm you probably just got that whole thing. That's, <laughs> um, <laughs> that's fine. Uh, but, but I, what we can get from that is that this is not something you just do in lifestyle events. Right. No. This is just part of your DNA. This is part yeah. of something you do. You, That's just you're like, nurturing. Like we talked yeah. beforehand, you want to, to care and cultivate. And I used, yeah. I will absolutely say that in between serious dynamics. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I had about a three and a half year break mm-hmm. between being in one dynamic, getting out, and then getting into a newer dynamic. Right. Um, it did not mean I wasn't a service oriented submissive for those three years no, because I didn't you just have a detail. Found other avenues. So Same. I have always enjoyed serving my community. I mean, I've been doing volunteerism since elementary school for yep. funsies. Like yep. funsies. It's just like, a, I enjoy it. It's part of who I am. It's yeah. how we were raised. Which I think is like I, I love that about you guys. And I'm wondering just real quick to, de- de- to deviate a little bit just from this. Is that a cultural thing? Because I feel like... It's, it, no. Like it, no, and I, here's... Let me finish. 
In the U- and I'm saying the opposite of. Because in the US, it's very individualistic. Yes. Right? So this idea of community service is like a stretch for a lot of people. Yes. Like I'm saying it's come naturally to you all. But like in Germany, like it's like, well, duh. We're all in this together. Gotcha. Like a little more socialist. Like, you know, so I'm it's, wondering, it's, is, this is not the norm. No, this is no, not the norm not. in your case. No. Yeah. I grew up in a community that was very, you know, it's Orlando. Individualistic. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very individualistic. Me, I, and mine. Yes. I showed dogs professionally from the time I was seven on. I had started training and showing in adult rings at like five. So in that community, we were always doing work and helping and things like that. And I would steward during shows and things like that. And then when I got into middle school and high school, I worked with disabled students Mm -hmm. and sports teams and it It just continued. Yeah. It just made me really happy. And my mom was like, yes, do the things. Yeah. I will say my family is native American we are slightly different set of mores yeah like i grew up in a very maternally focused like Mm -hmm. my grandma like my grandpa so much respect for him he was an amazing man but you're not the boss but him and grandma were the top of everything Mm -hmm. and elders a lot of things right Mm -hmm. and grandma was really the one who like if grandma put her foot down that's it dear god if i heard my full name and his full name, all of the names get called, it was a problem. Because <laughs> you were naughty with him, were you? you two, Grandpa you and I got naughty a lot. Yeah, you oh, guys went did, We were did, so naughty to together. That's fun. Um, but I knew other people uh, that just didn't. Yeah. People in high school, you had to have X amount of, if you wanted to get a certain scholarship, you, you to had to have community service. And I people struggled. And it was like five hours or something. It's <laughs> like 50. It's like 50, which is still it's not like four all years. four years. That's four years. To- you have four years to do 50 hours. And there were people who like, it was legitimately a free scholarship. scholarship free money. Free money. And they wouldn't do it because like they couldn't. Like, they wanted to hang out on the weekend, or they just... Yeah. You want to take four hours of one weekend a month? I was like, that is one weekend's worth of hours I put in at the horse rescue. (laughs) Right. Uh, So, I didn't mean to derail us, but I was just wondering, like, how how that... How your experiences with that have impacted in the community. I think it's honestly one of the first things that... So, it's kind of side tangent, but relevant to the question. Um, So, how I got started in the community was people started mentioning... Guys started mentioning me, like, hey, you're kind of dismissive. Hey, like, you kind of do these things. Like, because as a child and as in the a vanilla teenager, world. in the vanilla world. They call dismissive. Um, yeah. And, well, that in, in the like, dictionary kind of to, term. But that, and, like, as I got older, like, kind of hinting towards BDSM, which is what made me research it. But, uh, no, like, just from kindergarten on, my mom has always been very big into volunteerism. My nana always volunteered at the schools um, and grew up with her. My mom always volunteered. She was the chair. She, I think she still holds a chair position on a domestic violence um, organization. It's always just been ingrained. If you can help someone do it, we would always, it was always, no, I know we just left the restaurant and this is the food you really wanted to eat, but this man needs it more than you. It was one of those types of families. Um, And so growing up, I just, I always did the volunteer things. I found ways to be helpful to other people and it brought me such joy um, that it definitely carried into my adult life and my lifestyle side of life. So I'm going on a limb. Your kinks is community service. Yeah. It yeah. does it for you. It does. It, does. it whether, does. And whether it's at kink community events or events outside saying, of the kink community. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's almost like a fetish. It's a kink. You, you get I some get kind great of thrill. It's very... From doing, maybe not yeah. sexually, but you but get a thrill. Really. You get a joy from doing it. And in, in my leather family, it's... Are, we have a very heavy uh, education mm-hmm. emphasis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Emphasis, like sharing our knowledge, whether it's teaching a class or mentoring yeah. or one on one, is really important in our family. Mm-hmm. All of yeah. us do it in some way. Right. Even our um, newest individual has had to do research things, research and study and things, and, and then present that information. Yeah, because yeah. um, one of the ways. To solidify information in your head is to, to teach someone else. Yeah. I had Caitlin work with me oh, the other day. That's yeah. really funny. Monday night. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Good job. Uh, so that's something that my family, both my bio family and my leather family, hold very dear. Mm-hmm. Is going out and, you know, sharing of yourself and your time and your knowledge with the community. Yeah. Um, regardless of it's kink or not kink or whatever. Um it's just a really big part of who I am and who my family is. Here's another question then. 
I hear that story a lot. So when I when I talk to submissives that say that they identify themselves as service-based submissives or uh, house elves, mm-hmm. it's the same story. Oh, I've volunteered my whole life. I just like doing the things. What is your in your experience submissives that don't have that same background? Do you, and still call themselves service submissives? That their service is focused elsewhere. So absolutely, it can be a thing. I mm-hmm. think. Um, I was in a family that was really into supporting the community. Awesome. I was also in a family that was fairly, like... Insulated? Not insulated, because we did... Um, we kind of had, like, a... a um, your tribe right. mentality. Right. Um, but there are things that I really love that were, like, not a thing. Mm-hmm within my bubble. Right. Um, and I found them when I'm later on in life. It doesn't mean I'm less passionate about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I find that a lot of people jump to the, to the label, the term service submissive, because they see that as like the holy end grail. It is the holy grail. I want to be a service submissive. Right. It's like, the, slave. Like, it's like the word slave. Yeah. Me, yeah. Yeah. But it's very, a service submissive, if you have a heart of service, it's a very dedicated, you're putting someone else above yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's the way that you're doing mm-hmm. it. I cook food for my family. I take care of their leathers. I do these things. Not all submissives enjoy that kind of thing. Right. That kind of gesture or display. We, we recently had a tea. Ah, yes, we did. We had a formal tea service. We had a formal lovely. tea. My, my guys were here. There were some submissives here as well, and it was wonderful. I've wanted to do tea for them for years. I had oodles of fun. This was an opportunity for me to do a really, like, fairly formal tea. Right, yeah. And it was so great. And one of the individuals that shared that tea with us was like, oh, no. (laughs) I'm glad she likes that, but that's not for me. (laughs) And you know what? It doesn't mean he's any better or worse right. or That's anything. Not it's a specific thing he'll do. That's more for you then. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. It's just, you know, he experienced it, which is really important. And then he made his own decision. Yeah. That's yeah. a service I love to provide. Right. Just because he doesn't think it'll be interesting or doesn't even want to learn. Right. Doesn't mean he's... Doesn't detract from your live for it. Right. Well, no. that and to say that... Um, <laughs> to say that uh, it's so there's service submissives and there's submissives. And I feel like a lot of submissives kind of put like their hackles up and they're like, ah, well, what do you mean I can't provide service if I'm not a service submissive? As a submissive, you can provide service to your D type without being a service oriented submissive. You can still do the thing and give Separate that for me. So for me, I kind of. How do you define it? This doesn't have to be the world's definition. How do you define it? I delineate it into two things. There are those submissives who will, um, they will still like clean the house and they'll cook, but it's not their driving factor. Their driving factor is somewhere else within that power exchange. And that's one of the things that they, it's what their D-type wants and it falls into the power exchange. And so they will do the things. Right. Whereas a service-oriented submissive, I feel service is inherently their life. It's one of those driving factors to getting into a power exchange. After this conversation, I want to I want to talk to my boy about it because I'm, I'm I think about our dynamic and the service he provides me. Mm-hmm. And of course, he, he volunteers. Like when we're at events, he typically ends up working at the cigar events because I'm usually there. <laughs> and so he'll he'll have a tray with lighting and cutting tools and ash and uh, place to ash and so. If people mm-hmm. need help or they don't want to light their own cigar, he's trained to do that. He can do that. You know, he's part of our contract is that he provides group service for our budding family, but also just people. In, it's defined as people that are dear to me. Mm-hmm. So I can kind of delineate that. I like. But I think he might fall in your other category. I don't think, I don't know. Like, I know he's volunteered in the past well, and he so likes to do these things, but I, I'm trying to see where the yeah where the definition is. I, I mean, I'm going to ask him because he can only tell me. Yeah, I know, feel it. I'm projecting, but I feel like he would say he is a service-oriented yeah. because he's service-oriented to you. He wants to do all of those service things, those drive for him, for you. Not Maybe just not necessarily in a group setting, which doesn't make him not service-oriented. Mm-hmm. It's just that it still drives him for his power exchange with you, I if mean, that makes sense. I don't like to vacuum, but I will tell you, 
I'm super excited to vacuum because Sir hates it. And like I will you go can take it off this plane. Right. And they have a huge their yes, house is not dainty. And carpeted. It's carpeted. And they have pets. Several pets. Three of them, not inclu- including Alpha. Yeah. Like there's a lot <laughs> of pets in the house. Um well there's only three pets. It's not really a lot, but it's yeah, a lot no, of vacuuming. I I don't that's not something, but I will tell you, getting to do the floors at their house makes me tingly inside. Yeah. It's that like happy I was useful. I did something that they don't like to do, and it made their life better. Yeah. Let's look at it from the other side. Service topping. Story of my life, y'all. Because you're a switch. Because you're a switch, so you do all the things from all directions. I um, do. Which sounds exhausting, but also really fun. Yes. Um, I'll, I guess I'll start since I'm started this conversation, I guess. Um, I would consider myself a service top. And here's why. Um, I like in my dynamics and in my interactions with, and, and let's talk kink community for now, kink and leather for now. Um, I like being a provider role. Whether it's a provider of information, because you know, like I have the European perspective. I also, mm-hmm. I'm young, but I've been in this for over a decade. You know, that kind of thing. A surprising amount of experience that I can offer if somebody asks, I'm not one of those people that just like <laughs> solicits <it> information because <laughs> it's like they didn't ask. So. Yeah. Um, whether it's providing, um, I have a very good day job. So whether it's providing financial incentive, like, you know, you want to go to this event, but you maybe can't afford to eat and go, I'll buy you dinner. I won't even really ask you, but because I'm a top, I kind of swoop in and do the thing because mm-hmm. we'll get to presumptiveness later. Right. Yeah. Not looking at you because you do it. Or just, I was like, wait, what? You do yes. something. Anyway. Um, but also little things like if my boy is having a rough day, part of that talk may be like, let's take a nap together. Or mm-hmm. when when I had my kitten, it was, um, you know, she had a bad day. I'll pour a hot bath for her. You know, I'm taking care of what belongs to me. Mm-hmm. So it's providing this utility and this function, but from a slightly different lens, I think. Mm-hmm. It's the same action, but a slightly different lens. And I think the intent is where the differ- differentiation comes from, yeah? Kind of in both ways, it's taking care of the property. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Either the S-type is taking care of themselves. the property yeah. themselves, or the D-type is taking care of their property. Right. Yeah. Because they want to. Right. Because my damn it, I'll do what I like. <laughs> <laughs> if I want to pet, pet your head and braid it while we watch TV, I'll do it, god damn it. Blum blum. <laughs> What's on your snoot? Um, so, funny enough, you should mention service talking. Um, so, for me, I actually, in my last dynamic, and it's still kind of like a gray line that I've been towing with, I have it as a limit. I oh, am so very <laughs> service-oriented. So, that's the thing, though, is a lot of people were like, it's a, lot of service subs, a lot of service subs can like, service talk because like it's a service I'm doing a useful service so I'm not stepping out of my right for me it still makes me uncomfortable in my own brain I have a hard time reconciling with it if I were to talk to someone else even if it's out of service um and so it's like a really 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 fun line but I'm honestly not a- in <laughs> Madam Haxa right now is getting wet at all of the ideas no, I that say, come with it. I want to say something which we'll probably edit out, so that's why you couldn't peg your last sir. No, but so here's the thing is that's actually the example I was going for. I had a partner who really enjoyed pegging, and for the longest time, him and other people tried to get me to see it as a service. And right, for right. me, it's just something I could not do. So much the fact that I actually wrote it into my letter of consideration is I cannot be domed into topping. Oh, I thought you said will not peg you. No, no, just that that I cannot be domed into topping. Something that's always made me really uncomfortable. The only thing I found that I can sort of get away with my brain being okay with is wax wood. Because Um, it's like creating art. We talked about it. It's like creating art, and it's it's super indirect. So I'm not actively hitting someone or something. They just happen to be under the wax that's falling from the candle I'm holding. Spilled the candle. Okay. Right. I'll, I'll that buy that. I'll buy me, that explanation. That in the one time I've, or actually all the times I've topped wax, it's been from a point of safety concern, which kind of overrides me. Like, if, you like so you're like, if you're someone's someone safety else to do it? is at risk, I will step in with my panther side, which is my, if it's as toppy as you will ever see me. <laughs> um, 
You're doing it wrong. Stop. Well, yeah, well, because A, it was they wanted to do wax, but then the partner wanted to take the wax off the bottom with a knife, but had That's never used your skill a sets, knife though, before. Right. And I have done wax play on myself. I've removed wax for myself with knives. Right. I have skill the set. knowledge and skill set to do it safely. Mm-hmm. And so before they go in like this to their bottom, <gasps> as they were trying to do it. Like, for those of you who can't see, it's uh, basically stabbing their partner. I'm going to cut it off you like a steak, like, not <laughs> graze it off. <laughs> You don't need to take the whole skin. It will come off, please. Right. Okay, and so, like, oh those God. are the few times I have topped and felt that's okay fair. with it. So safety I was like, first. I'm doing the service in a safety aspect. Yeah, that's fair. Um, uh, my slave doesn't have a problem. He'll service top. He I mean, will. he has a service top for me, but I don't have an estimate to do anything. He spanked me. He has. He's, he's Emergency topped. He has emergency topped at parties and things like oh. that, and he will provide spankings. I think You, you joked know. last night about just having him... <laughs> I was joking because I was in the middle of working and, and Caitlin was coming for uh, an impact session and I was caught up with work so I was still typing furiously on the computer and I made a joke to my slave. I was like, you know, maybe you should just tie her up and hit her with a stick. And he's like, I'll do it. <laughs> oh, well then. He was, he, it was very feisty. He just wants to hit me. Because then I, when I, well, then I said, I said, and I laughed and I said, well, is that because it's a service to me? Like, because you want to take that obligation or that uh, thing from me? Or you just want to hit with a stick? He's like, yes. <laughs> Which is so funny. And, and he, prior to that, I'd asked, oh, because I was getting my body massage after my shower, after my yes, bath, because, you know, yes. I need a full lotion massage because I'm that bitch. Uh, you um, and that I bitch. was, I hadn't sent an opt-in list yet. And I was like, I have no idea what I have planned for this evening. I need something. And so I asked him, I was like, what should I do? And he's huh. like, just fucking tie it. He's a status. I don't care if he denies it. Tie her up and tickle her till she taps out. <laughs> He was very smart to tell you to tie me up for No, because I said I'm going to get donkey kicked in the face. Like, absolutely need to restrain her. Um, that's a deviation, but yeah, so yes. he'll, he'll serve a stop, but that's something that I can't, you can't, can't fathom, can't do it, won't do. I, so I've been toying with it a little bit. I actually gave him up her birthday spankings, much to my demise. I did okay with it. Don't make that face! What? Did they don't, they this? don't think it constitutes a spanking. Are we remembering the same event? Anyway, it's fine. Um, when she melted into the brick pole that's, okay, because yeah. she couldn't Right, and Jasmine jumped in? Yes. Okay, yeah, 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 that. Okay, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. yeah. Okay, fine. So, that, that question, but let's clarify then this whole, like, can't be dommed in a top thing. You can't top at all, or you can't top someone that you have a power exchange with. I can't really top at all. All right, and that's fine. Some um, people just don't like to do it. Yeah. Period. And for me, it's you don't like, because like there would be people who my ex-partner would be like, they want to do this thing. I know you can do this thing because you used to do it to yourself. Right. Do it for them. I was like, I can't. And he's like, I was like, I can't. I, I can't in my brain. I can. This I'll is going to be really bad. I'll talk you through it. <laughs> I can walk you through it. I can be the bot. And like for tops, I can be the bottom for it and walk you through it. To help you learn. I can demo and like be, I can be the teacher and the demo bottom at the same time. I like that. I cannot top. Okay. All right. That's fair. That's fine. I I was just wondering if there was a delineation there, but not really, no. No. Okay. That's fine. You, as a switch, tell me about your service topping. So. How does it, and how does it differ for you on the inside? Or is it the same kind of squishy feelings? So I am truly a sadist. I like to inflict I think everybody is deep down. I don't know. Oh, have no. you met Caitlin? Yeah, yeah, I have actually. Yeah, but uh, we'll get to that. Oh, we'll revisit that. But yes. Um, if there's giggling, it's probably because the dog is licking her face. Is that, is Preston a is, he's a service Preston is joining us. He's offering like service. Distressed. Mm-hmm. Um, he felt her distress. So I am a very cruel sadist. Like it just makes me really happy. That's what um, sadism is. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, it. If you ask my alpha, if the little side shows up, you're doomed. I find that to be a trend. Most people's littles are twats. Like, they are. Most people's littles are sadists. <laughs> the hilarious part is my real little, like, my when I actually little, is not. She's very sweet. When I get mean and sadistic... I, I think that's a trend, though, because even me, in a, if I'm in full mode, I have a little girl giggle. It's the safe side of... Oh, Mr. Preston. Hello, Preston. He's like, don't um, let her out. Don't let her out. He's <laughs> like, I'm warning you. Uh, for the longest time, that was the only bit of my little that I could let out because mm-hmm. she was tough and aggressive and like, right. Right. I'll take you down. Like, let's go. Right, right. Um, but, you know, I love being sadistic. I love topping. Uh, a lot of people don't actually realize 
My masochist side is even like more intense. Okay. And the reason for that is that I almost exclusively top when I- It doesn't get itched enough for you. Oh, it gets, no. It gets no scratches. It, it gets <laughs> it gets very few scratches. I think I've had two scenes in the last year. Okay. Um, it had been, I had been with my certain alpha for three years before we had our first scene. Now, is that me? It's maybe personal. Is it just more of a, is it more of a timing thing? Is it more having to do with some of your, your health concerns because you have some ongoing health issues or all of the I, I, I am a genetic mess. I'm right. the awkward X-Men. It does not actually have to do with that. Okay. Um, my guys wanted to build our relationship. Not based on play. Not based on play. That's fair. Um, and we had to get to a point where we felt really comfortable and we could do the thing. And mm-hmm. we had done our negotiation for it because um, we have a very intense negotiation contract. Right. As, in addition to... Our dynamic contract. Right. The play, play, sep- the play talks mm-hmm. are separate for us too. We also don't get a lot of time to play, and I don't get a lot of time to play at events because working them all. we're constantly working. <laughs> constantly working. Um, and that, you know, it's hard to play at an event if you're running things and teaching and doing yeah, stuff. No. Um, so that it eats into it. However, I do top a lot. Yeah, you get asked to, to do that. I get asked to top a lot, um, specifically rope and impact stuff. Right. Most most frequently, um, which I love. Yeah, I love rope top. Like well, sometimes you want to be the pinata, right? <laughs> um, I love rope of all kinds, right? Um, and so it's really interesting because I actually had uh, one of the owners of FPE a couple of years ago mm-hmm. had made a comment. He's like, "Oh, but you're not a you're not a masochist," and I was like. Just because, I, just because I don't years. get to do the thing doesn't mean I'm not the thing. <laughs> I am absolutely the thing. Yes. I broke someone's hand on my ass one year. Yeah. You have a, th- you have a, have a thick bum. Isn't I it? do a lot of squats. Yeah. Yep. Me too. Badass um, though. Badass. If someone tries to break their hand on my butt, I'll have to break their face. Uh, but that's, that's a fair. different conversation. <laughs> but I like to get punched. You like punched. to get punched in the butt. So. <laughs> I, like, well, I like to get punched in a lot of places. They just happen right. to be punching my butt and like ruptured like nice. all of the blood vessels Dumb. and little yeah. I'm just kidding. Right. <laughs> just kidding. It got accidents happen. Well, I mean, maybe. Maybe. But <laughs> he stopped the scene and walked off. So You're like, oh, we're done. Like, it's oh, like, oh, oh, okay. I guess we're done now. You have another hand, right? <laughs> um, but for me, topping, it's a different kind of energy mm-hmm. than being in service mm-hmm. or playing with my guys. It's a very, I enjoy having the control over the other person. Even when I do impact scenes, they generally involve bondage of some type. Well, that's, your, that's your bread and butter, as it were. I am It's tiny. also what you're known for. So I feel like a lot of people, when they, if they're asking you to play with you specifically, their intent is for specifically rope bondage. Yeah, mm-hmm. a lot of that's people want rope stuff. And I do like rough body play and rope right, and things right. like that. Um, but even if I'm just doing like an impact scene, I'm just doing like rough body play. I'm tiny. You are small, William. I'm only five foot two. I'm wide, but I'm short. <laughs> um, so I gotta like restrain you so I can I, like keep you in place. <laughs> I got tiny legs. I ain't chasing your ass. No. So Get I'm back gonna, here. I'm gonna tie you to the thing. I might give you enough rope just to like get yourself in trouble right, right. and like get caught up in it right, but right. I'm, not, no. <laughs> I'm not chasing you if you if you run away that means you're calling the scene yeah, yeah. i'm and waiting you, until you get your ass back here right i'm not calling no no <laughs> <laughs> and i tend to top a lot of tall guys yeah i top a lot of really tall guys that's a rope and so that, 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 that seems it's bad. a thing now i think um in the case of visiting really quick your your um, not getting to bottom a lot, um, specifically for rope. I, I think because you're so well known for rope, I think people are afraid to tie you because they think you're going to critique them. Um, so I will admit part of, there were a couple of years that I really struggled because I had an ex who was not very kind Yeah. Mm-hmm. about the fact that I am short and squat. Um, and he would tell me... He was your partner. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. So he, 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 and ha- he, he could see, right? Like, he knew you were short We owned wide. a house together. So he knew what you looked like when you became fun. Okay. Yeah. All yep. right, just checking anyway. Uh, and he would, he would teach classes, quote, I'm going to quote the classes. Air, air quotes, classes. About rope with 
varying bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, and I literally told me that I am I don't look pretty in rope because I'm too big. For those listening at home, I'm about There's, 230 pounds. I, I disagree with that sentiment. Um, right. But, you know, that's whatever. Um, if right. anything, you just feel He's entitled the to be design wrong. so much more. He's entitled to be wrong. I, I kind of like it when it, like, kind of Yes, it looks so it pretty. Like they get to mold you into the form they want you. It's... I yeah, think rope looks good on any body, but yes. that's just my opinion because it's an mm-hmm. aesthetic choice for me. But anyway, you were saying. Um, but so for like a year and a half after that, I really struggled with approaching rope tops because I had... Yeah, that baggage. I had a lot of baggage um, because the few times we did play, especially at the end, because um, we played really a ton until we moved in together and bought a house. It's a <laughs> whole thing. Um, and at that point, he decided he didn't look nice in rope. Okay. Yeah, pretty much. Just getting the timeline straight. Yeah, and then I stayed with him for three years. It was a terrible decision. That's terrible. Um, but I came out with a lot of baggage. Yeah. And so it did take me about a year, year and a half, before I approached someone to tie me. Okay. Part of that was because I am very bendy. Right. This is all pre-diagnosis. Okay. Um, so I did not know that I had a genetic mutation that affects my collagen. I didn't know any of these things. I just knew I was bendy as fuck. Right. Um, and I like rough play. Right. Most people I knew either didn't tie bigger girls, which is fine. That's their that's their preference. You're allowed to have preferences, but you yeah. don't get to invalidate me while having your preferences. Right. Um, so they either pretty much only exclusively tied very tiny girls, which is really common in the rope circles yes um or they tended to kind of do like lighter fluffier rope and i wanted like heavy bondage heavy single photo suspension type bondage a single photo suspension is like my regular like oh i just need to go up for a quick second self suspension right i wanted like i want to hurt i want to cry i want to be i enjoy Mm -hmm. rope that makes my body uncomfortable uncomfortable and it pushes me and it's endurance based right um and so it took about a year year and a half until i approached somebody for it after that it's i don't see a lot of people who have skill sets that i trust that's fair and rope is dangerous so i'm with rope you is that. very dangerous rope is extra dangerous because yeah. of my mutations which i am now aware of right um so i tend not to want I, I tend not to approach people right. about it because either A, I get in my head about they're not going to want to do it, right? or I don't know a lot of people who tie that kind of really harsh right. stuff. I mean, safely. When I go to other places, right. I know them because I'm like, oh, my friends in Atlanta do this kind of stuff, but I don't right. know a lot of people locally. locally do it. Gotcha. Um, I also, with my guys, I have restrictions on my play. Sure. So I have to talk to them prior to any kind of play stuff. And do you do your own negotiations or do they kind of do that for you? Or I, tem- I tend to do my own negotiations mm-hmm. um, and we talk about what I want to do. Like, gotcha. I want to play with Madame Hexa. I'd really love to do blah, blah, blah. Right. We'd have a discussion about that. Right. Um, when I went to Frolicon, I have some friends up there who I know very well. We've been tying... Every time we get together, we're doing rope and stuff like that. I'd ask permission. Right. So we went through the different people that are up there who do different types of scene, who mm-hmm. I might want to play with. Right. And the guy said, like, this person is okay. This person is okay. That person is not okay. This person possibly okay. Check in with us. Right. Also, if you're going to do rope, if you're going to be restrained and tied to something, you have to have, except for this person who they've met in right. particular. I gotcha. Except for that one person, I have to make sure that I have one limb free. Right. Okay. Like one limb has to be unrestrained. Okay. So that I can fight back if need be. Okay. For something. All right. Um, and that I was not allowed to play privately with anyone. Sure. Except for this one person who we, we all right. know. So you have you get your restrictions kind of in advance and then you should yeah. get, you're armed with a plan, as it were. And if I go to an event and I oh hey, we ran into each other, I'd love to play, I can either message them or call them 
they trust me that if I do make a decision to play with someone, it will be within in a safe context, yeah. within parameters, and that I will follow up them immediately. Right. So we've talked a lot about what services, what it means for us, how we apply it in our lives, and whether it's leather or not. Um, but there is a specific flavor of service that a lot of S-types within dynamics and even within communities kind of practice, and you hear it a lot, and it's called anticipatory service. Yes. You are I in, love it. You are yes. anticipating a need or desire. You know what they want before they even know they want it. Exactly. Which is a practiced skill, mm-hmm. um, because when it's done wrong, it's called assumptive. Well, you assume that I, I wanted or needed this thing. And as a top, when you get assumptive service, like if my boy brings me something, whether it's a drink or a snack, and I don't want it, now I feel in the back of my mind this weird obligation, like do I consume it? Because if I drink this thing he brought me and I don't like it or I didn't want it, now he's going to keep doing it because he thinks I liked it. Mm-hmm. And then if I say, why the fuck did you bring this to me? It's a little bit like, oh, I just thought you might like it. And he came from good intentions. So as the service-oriented submissives in the room, let's talk a bit about how you dance around the line between anticipatory and assumptive and kind of maybe how you got to know the difference between those and mishaps, perhaps. So uh, I'm going to start off with, even if you are like the queen of anticipatory service, you're going to fuck that shit up. Yep. Because preferences change. Preferences preferences change. A, A... you know, space changes the dynamic. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. we need to do this other thing. Um, one of the things for my family is they like their glasses to remain filled. Like if their mm-hmm. glass is empty, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. Like their water glass. So I train myself to keep an eye, even if we're chatting and stuff, you'll notice that I'll start even with you two. I like look at our glasses to figure out like, Oh, does anyone need to refill? Does right. anyone need to refill? Refilling this? Like, yep. um, but there are times when I'm like, I don't really know because like I can tell like, oh, they kind of want to like wrap up and move. if I refill it now they're committed to sit here a little longer. And I will, would you like a, may mm-hmm. I fill your glass? Yes. Or just, like, yeah, I do this kind of like hand thing where I like tap them and like look yeah. so they know and they can tell me yes or no. That's, it's not going to be disruptive. Yeah, you're not interrupting the conversation. You're just trying to, like, on the sidelines. And that still falls into anticipatory service. You anticipated... Them wanting to leave. (laughs) Them wanting to leave or them needing another drink. It shows that you were looking out for it and you were aware of it before they realized where they were at, possibly. Um, And so I really like that tool. I had to use that tool a lot. It's Uh, also... You were forced to guess. That is not the same. I will get into that in a second. A funny example, though, about, like, the filling the glass, right? So every morning I have, like, usually I drink tea. This is the day. No. I I typically drink tea in the morning. Sometimes I'll drink coffee, but I'm really a tea girl at heart. And for, like, five days in a row, uh, every morning, my my boy cohabitates with me now. Every morning when I wake up and I've, you know, finished my beauty routine and I'm logging into work or what have you, he will, you know you know are you ready for tea you know and and about the same time in the morning he'll just put the kettle on so he's ready to roll and i had been drinking the same black tea variety for like five days in a row day six comes i was a little late getting out of bed so i'm rushing and i'm on my computer and i'm trying to log into a meeting and so my boy takes it upon himself to make tea i'm i'm busy i'm already in a meeting so he's just gonna go ahead and make the tea and then bring the tea very considerate considerate like, very sweet i for five days in a row i drank the same thing and then he presents the teacup on my desk while i'm in the call and i look at him and i was like i'm on the call and i thought i didn't really want that today i wanted to change it up today <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I was like oh i had really wanted green tea today oh, no. <laughs> you know so he had made this entire pot of tea and so i'm in an awkward place then to be like i don't want that you know, and then of course he felt bad because he was like, he knew too. As soon as I looked at it, he's like, oh no, oh, you don't want that, do you? <laughs> so I, it was a learning experience. It's not, not the worst example possible, but these are little things. Like he thought he was doing a great thing because for five days in a row, I've drank the same black tea. Why wouldn't I want it one more time? But we didn't ask, so. No, go ahead. And it's different. Um, it's not just like a drink thing. No, anticipatory. Yeah. No, no. Um, you know, if we're at an event mm-hmm. and I know that they need to be at this other thing, 
Like, we the... need to get here to there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I also know that somebody needs a snack or they're going to get hangry. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I might ask permission to step away, get permission, go do the thing, Bring grab, it, grab some protein bars, right. run back. Uh, I believe we need to be at next place. the next thing or, you know, this class is starting we need to go and then hand them a protein bar and be like there you go eat Eat. exactly and they're like but i'm not hungry i'm like eat but you need it my response is generally sometimes the girl does what what the sir needs not Not what the the sir sir wants because you need a protein bar yes Yes. you need a snack please feed us i'm terrible at eating but i will make sure they are fed right it's not the thing though it's not the thing though what you got you Uh, skipped caitlin oh no i lost one (gasps) it ran away um no and so i was for me, I fell into the kind of assumptive or presumptuous service a lot in my last dynamic. Um, but it was because I was with a partner who did not like routine, right. which makes it really hard to do anticipatory service. I knew he wanted to drink every day. What do you and, want was, and so we would try to set things like, no, every day have a Diet Coke ready. Right. Okay, perfect. Have a Diet Coke ready. I don't want it. <laughs> Okay, um, and so that makes my little service brain just like implode on itself. Like, ah, it feels ah, a bit sabotage. So he didn't like rituals or protocols or rules. Right. So, so there's I a lot know. there. Yeah. So um, in my boy's case, it, for the tea or service, yeah, it, it, coffee or tea, ma'am. Yes. And if I say tea, which tea would you like today? Yes. Because he's now prevented himself from being confused yeah. like you were. And so that's kind of what I started doing. Is I he would get home and I'd be like, What can I? What would you, you like? Yeah, what can I make you? What um, can I, you know, whatever. And so that kind of helped it a little bit. Um, or that, or do you already have a drink? Because mm-hmm. he got into the habit of just picking up a drink on his way home instead. And which is we're allowed to do that. Yes, you know. they have legs and brains and can make their own decisions. Hopefully, um, as, <laughs> as, as the mass dish, meeting said. <laughs> yes, um, but and so for me, that was kind of one of those things where it's like I always feel like I'm. But I, my drive to want to give anticipatory service mm-hmm. is so well. But a lot of times I've learned that kind of my loophole for it is it's still anticipate, anticipation if you ask if they need the thing done. Right. Um, so it's not necessarily like one of the most recent examples I have is you had a fantastic vacation. I did. It was um, lovely. And so they were coming back. I knew that they were getting back late at night. Her slave was probably going to be extremely tired, and so I messaged he'd because us nine hours to get back right. from the woods. Um, and I was house sitting, and so I put in the chat. I was like, "Is there anything I can do to help you and your slave not feel extremely pressured or tired when you get home, or right. like prepare the house for your arrival?" Right. And for me, that is kind of like that anticipatory. Like you're going to be tired. I'm anticipating you're going to be tired. I'm anticipating exactly. he's going to be exhausted, but not want to say anything. Right. Because um, he's. A good boy. Because yeah. he's a good and boy. And it deviates. Like, you, we asked you to, you know, to come, to feed the cat, you know, that kind of, do the, yeah. that kind of thing. It was a step above, which I think is also part of anticipatory. It's kind of like going <laughs> above the requirement or the yeah. directive, yeah. maybe, a little bit. Another anticipatory ah. service that I... That was anticipatory. Yes. <laughs> Dang! Service! Uh, <laughs> so useful. Uh, and so a lot of... One of the thing, big things that I would do in my past relationship, it was one of the most well-received services that I had in my past relationship. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be a, uh, I'm telling on all of the S-types, uh, but reminding my partner of people's names before they get to oh, the conversation. Oh, please yes. That, so I would see someone walk in, I would see them head over, and so I'd hug him, I'd lean on him, we were always very touchy-feely right, when right. we were out at bars. This is and so And I'd just so. be like... <laughs> Master so and so and their partner so and so are walking up and he'd be like, Thank fucking God. See, this is this is what I need and I'm always like I always tell about you should be like a politician aide. Like you should have in your back pocket all the people Everyone. that we and who talk they're to. connected to. Oh I, I this don't. is why I have a girl boss. Exactly yeah, that. And he like, needs a notebook or something because he's always like I'm like Yeah. He's like, I don't know. Like, what what can I do? Now <laughs> or even hey, Master So is walking up. Their slave had Surgery last week. Right. Oh, hey, how is X, how is X doing? Yes. How are they? How are oh, they recovering? That's, this is this is the thing. Today. Yeah. Yes, so very useful anticipatory service. He's to in the other provide. room. I hope he's taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> if um, not, he'll do it when we right, when we listen. Through. Shall we do final thoughts? Yes. Yes. Final thoughts on service with a capital S. Um, so we talked a little bit about means to us, different flavors of it. Um, and kind of how it's ingrained in some people. 
that it goes extends beyond just the kink and leather community. And I think it's also important to note that service isn't necessarily required for yeah. submission. It's true. No. Littles, pets, they might not necessarily have a service portion to their dynamic with right. their partners. Right. Um, it doesn't mean they're any less of a submissive. Right. And like you said, there's some submissive that will do these things for their dominant, like clean my floor. I will do this because you've asked me to and that's our arrangement, but I'm not going to get all tingly-feely about it. I'm going to just do the thing. And that's fine too. That doesn't make you less of a submissive. No, not at all. It means you just don't like to mop. And that's fine as well. Yeah. And like like a Mux example, she hates to vacuum, but because it's for her sir, it's a different tingles in it. Explain it kind of similar to how I explain MS versus DS is mm-hmm. you're on parallel tracks. Right. You're not going to this level and then missing out by not going to the next level. Right. It's just they run parallel to each other. Right. I think everybody everybody engages in service whether they think about it or not. You know, if you make a partner a snack or a friend a snack, mm-hmm. this is an act of service. This is an act of love. And that's what service is. It's an act of love. It's a uh, display of love whether mm-hmm. you want to give it that name or not. That's what it is. Um... So I think the world as a whole could use a lot more of that, mm-hmm. <laughs> particularly nowadays. Um, and it applies to our relationships. It applies to our communities, whether they're kinky or not. And um, again, have fun with it. Have fun. Yeah. Fuck if it up. Try again. Yeah. That's the important part here, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm a big fan of if it's not fun, don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. If, no, not everything I do is fun, sure, but, but the afters are fun, right, exactly. and like the giggles and stuff. Exactly. So you know it has to balance out, right? Um, this is a great service. It's just not necessarily for everyone, yes. right? Exactly. And um, on that note, remember, trouble, trouble comes, comes in three, three, and get fucked. And do some damn service while you're at it. <laughs> Getting fucked is a service, right? Mm-hmm. Something like that. Sometimes. Mm-hmm.